Welcome back to Untaming Masculinity, the podcast where we tackle issues relevant to men and their journeys to reclaim their masculinity. I'm Dan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Brad. What is going on today? Hey, man. Things are good. I, um, we're recording on a Sunday, shortly after church for me. Normally, record on Saturday mornings. So I feel bad for you in editing this audio because my son is stomping around like a brontosaurus upstairs. Um, it does sound like you're recording next to a... Uh, an airport or something with that truck driving by, but that's okay. That's all good. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a, uh, it's been a good week here, you know, kind of getting back on track after the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, with workouts and work and all that good stuff. So I also have a new, uh, podcast set up here. So I don't know if you guys hear any difference in me, but it looks we had, fantastic. Uh, we, we actually tried to record with a guest yesterday, which is why we're recording on Sunday and not Saturday morning. And we had some hardware difficulties. So I went out and, uh, and upgraded. So hopefully it works out for the better for the guys. Speaking of holidays, Brad and I were talking and what we want to do is kind of go over about four or five things here that as we go into the holidays and people are sitting down with friends and family, the idea here is that we've got a couple of things or a few things that will help men get through the holidays and will help them show up as better men. We can kick it off with one that really is kind of near and dear to my heart is men eat last or men serve themselves last is probably the best way to put that. And and the reason that comes up for me is I have family members who regularly will be the first to jump in line when the food comes out and is ready for dinner. And they'll jump in line in front of the women, in front of the kids, and they just, they go to town and they, they sit down and they're ready to go. And it, it kind of, it bothers me a lot in the sense that you know, we are supposed to be the providers and the protectors for the family. And there they are. There are these guys who are just taking first crack at it and going and not making sure that everyone else is taken care of. So I don't know. What do, what do you think about that one? I'm in the same boat as you are. There are so many times where we'll go to a family function and the food will get served. And, oh, there goes uncle. There goes grandpa. There goes whomever. And they take man-sized portions and it's frustrating on a number of levels one we as men have always been you know since i was a kid i've always been taught your mom comes first women come first like after i got married my wife comes first my kids come first so seeing men that don't adhere to that is wildly frustrating and on top of that because we as men eat man-sized portions there's been so many times where my wife will finally get a turn to eat because oftentimes we'll feed our kids next She'll look at me because whatever she really wanted is gone. She wasn't able to get any. There's just like a tiny little piece left. That should never happen. Like that's complete malarkey. We as men have to be willing to just say, you know what? I'm taking a backseat. Women, children, they deserve to go first. It's it's inherently selfish. And as men, we need to not be inherently selfish, especially around the holidays. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, the idea of selfishness is big there. It's I don't know. I, I grew up a lot like you in that it was just, it was something that was ingrained in me. The women and the children, they serve themselves first. And and that's just the way it is. But it's also a, it's a respect thing to me. I respect the women and what they do in the family. And we have in our, my family on both sides, you know, for the most part, we have very independent women, but we also have very specific, what I'll say it's gender roles in terms of the you know the, the women do a lot of the the preparation for the holidays and that kind of stuff and to me 
when we get together as a family, it's a kind of a sign of respect that be like, okay, you know, you've put so much hard work into this. You should, you should, you know, get first dibs at things. Like you said, you know, your wife sometimes will, will get to the point where something's run out and she doesn't even get to try it. And, and that's not right to me. To me, it's, you make sure that those people are taken care of. And it's just a, a, a general thing, you know, this can translate over into other areas of life. So say you're at a work function. I know that I always make sure that my staff is served before me it, or, or anybody that I'm, I'm leading, if I'm at, I'm at an event there, that they're served before me, just because it's, it's just a simple way to take care of the people that you take care of. No, you nailed it. It's just, I mean, we as men are asked to be presiders and providers. And when you're presiding over a household, when you're providing for a household, they come first. And that should extend to family, loved ones, others. That's just who we are as men. So that means that we oftentimes have to sacrifice. And guys, if it's Thanksgiving dinner, well, I mean, we're past Thanksgiving. So at this point, if it's a Christmas dinner or a holiday dinner or whatever, there's going to be plenty of food. You're going to survive if you have to wait five or ten minutes. And if you can't wait that long, this is something where you should be looking yourself in the mirror. Some real tough questions you need to be asking yourself if you simply have to go before a woman or before a child. I think we've kind of beat that one to death. Yeah. But the second one goes hand in hand with, with this and is that once you're served, whether you're sitting at the table or it's buffet style, whatever, you wait for everyone to be served before you eat. Now we say men men go last, right? But there's there's some kind of pecking order in, in the men when they finally get served. And you should not be eating until everyone has their plate ready and, and is sat down and is ready to go. You may be a family who does a prayer before the meal, and that's a good way to just kind of wait, and, and you, you wait for the prayer, and then you go. But if you're not, you know, in my family, especially with the Jewish side, like we don't really do a prayer before the meal on, on their side, especially, it's it's okay to just wait and chill for a minute. Be respectful of everyone else getting their meal and go, listen, your kids, especially if they're little, they're going to eat. That's just the way it works. And yeah. sometimes for your own sanity, that's a better move. But as an adult and as a man, you should be waiting for everyone to be served. And I mean, a lot of times it's very easy to think about when you're in a family setting for a holiday function, there's generally going to be grace or a blessing or a prayer of some sort. If you're eating before that, that's very disrespectful. It's very disrespectful to God. It's very disrespectful to your family. Be willing to wait. Everybody's going to sit down. Everybody's going to get situated. Sometimes that takes time. I mean, Dan, I, I know you've got a fairly large family that gets together at times, and we're the same way. I mean, with my wife's family, when we get together, there are 25 people in that house. And waiting for all 25 people to sit down, to get their plates, be ready to go, it can take some time. Don't be the schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely true. And, you know, the, the thing is, these two correlate pretty well, right? Because if you're, if you're serving yourself last guess what? You're not going to be waiting very long for everyone to be served to, to start eating. So it kind of goes hand in hand. For me, it works out better because I would much rather be standing up, talking to people, you know, kind of making sure that everybody's taken care of and then serve myself, sit down. If we're going to say a prayer, we say a prayer and then we go versus, you know, getting a plate and just sitting there and being like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? <laughs> well, like, yeah. you know, time to use that time as kind of a social setting where you can walk around, you can make sure the kids are taken care of, maybe take a little bit of that off your wife's hands or, or your, your sisters, you know, if you're, if they're your nieces and nephews and, and just kind of 
use that time to to check in with everyone, make sure they're all set and, yeah. and okay for the meal so that everyone can sit down and just have a happy, nice meal. It says a lot about you as a man, if you're willing, because a lot of us have older family members. A lot of us have younger family members, sometimes, you know, really small children. It says a lot about you if you're willing to make sure that they are taken care of, that they are good to go before you settle in and hunker down. Yeah. And that that's a good point too, is you can use that time to also take care of those older people, right? So I've got some older people, especially on my side of the family who are not as mobile, who have some, you know, some movement issues, et cetera. I'll actually be like, Hey, you know, Hey Nana, Hey, even my father has a hard time getting around lately. Let me get your plate for you. You can just go sit down, get up, get a place. Let me know what you want. I'll take care of you. You can help out that way too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think we covered that one. What's number three, Dan? Yeah. So three, three is kind of, I wrote down no hats at the table, but really what this comes down to is dress appropriately. Yeah. Right. The no hats at the table is big for me. I've, I grew up in a in a family where it was just like you, you didn't even wear hats indoors. Says the guy wearing a hat while he's recording inside right now. Unbelievable, but hypocrite. Um, <laughs> you know, if you if you're going to somebody's house for a meal or you're having people over your house for a meal, you don't have to wear you know a three piece suit, but don't wear the jeans that you paint the house in and a ripped t shirt. You know, get, look nice, look presentable. Don't be disrespectful to somebody's table and have a hat on. Take that off and and just present yourself in a way that is respectful to the meal to the people around the table and to the person hosting that's that's exactly it don't be the member of the family who shows up dressed inappropriately this is one thing i've realized as i've gotten older is i realize i need to dress more classily in general but this manifests itself that much more when it comes to parties there's no reason that you as a man should be showing up at a family party a family function dressed in a ripped up t-shirt, trash jeans, and a ragged pair of tennis shoes. Take a minute, look good, have some self-respect. Because I'll tell you one thing, even within a family setting, appearances matter. It says a whole lot about you, how you show up. Even if you're in a family that's a little bit more laid back, a little bit more chill, if you show dressed up, I mean, I'm not saying, like Dan said, you're not three-piece suit in it. You're not wearing like a suede dress coat per se. But if you just look nice, throw on a collared shirt, they're going to take notice and that's going to say a lot about you. You know, I'm sure all of us who have played sports have heard that old saying, you know, look good, play good. The same holds true here. If you present yourself in a, a respectful manner, you're going to have a respectful demeanor and you're going to, to an extent, demand a little bit of respect going your way. Whereas if you show up to a holiday function, and I've seen this more often than I care to admit at my family in, you know, sweatpants and a sweatshirt, People are going to look at you and be like, you know, he doesn't even want to be here. He's just trying to be comfortable <laughs> for the day. Like, you know, come on. Like, just, it's it's a day, you know, if it's a holiday dinner or it's a some kind of family function where you're celebrating something, it's something more than just a normal a, a normal meal. There's, there's a reason why you're all getting together. You're either celebrating a holiday, you're celebrating somebody's birthday, anniversary, whatever. Show respect for the situation and just put a little effort in, right? And again, we're not asking for a formal attire or anything, but just, you know, make sure you're you're taking care of, you're clean, you're good to go. You dress appropriately for the situation. You don't dress below the situation is, is all I would say. This is a manifestation that reflects in all the points that we've talked about, but have some self-awareness. Like Dan, do you remember the old website, People of Walmart? You'd always make fun of these people who'd show up in Walmart wearing like pajama pants and slippers. 
if you're that guy showing up at a holiday party with your family or showing up to a function <laughs> in sweatpants, have the self-awareness to look at yourself and say, I look like an idiot. You know, if, if you look back, I remember that people of Walmart's site and be like, those guys are idiots. Why would they ever show up in public like that? Yet there are countless times where I've shown up to family functions dressed like that until I made the realization that I was not, you know, I lack self-awareness and I also lack self-respect. And that's the big part is that last part you mentioned is the self-respect, right? If you dress a certain way, you're going to have some self-respect. Whereas if you just put on any old thing and look like a scrub, then you're going to act like that. So have a little self-respect, have, have some, some integrity is not the word I'm looking for, but, but you know, some self-respect character. The, the, the other thing, you know, it's funny. You're talking about the, the people of Walmart and, and sweatpants and pajamas and all that stuff. We were, we were out to dinner last night with my kids and uh, we just went to like the local Applebee's real quick. Cause we were running a bunch of errands and we were kind of laughing at the college kids. Cause they all, all these college girls or high school girls rather show up in like pajama pants and sweatshirts. And we're like, you know, we said something to our girls cause they're, they're going to be in high school next year. Really. Does everybody dress like that now? Like, cause it just looks really trashy. Like it just looks crappy. And they're like, yeah, we just like to be comfortable. And it got into us into this whole conversation about how in like, you know, like in the fifties and the sixties, when air travel kind of just really became big, men would fly in three piece suits yeah. and women would fly in nice dresses. And it was like, a, it was something you dressed up for. And my daughters were completely blown away that people wouldn't be as comfortable as possible to sit on a plane. And, the conversation kind of drifted into how you know you you dress in a way that a dress dressing that way rather would show a certain sign of respect or a certain a certain sign of self respect and it was considered special when you got to travel that way whereas now people just dress however they dress and you know and, and people look like crap so yeah. it's an interesting concept yeah but yeah dress dress in a manner that gives you some self-respect that that shows that you respect the situation you're going to and you will it, it will in turn affect the way that people interact with you i've got a wild secret there are plenty of very nice clothes that are plenty comfortable yeah <laughs> i'm in my church clothes right now for crying out loud i've got a sweater on i've got slacks on i'm i'm cozy as can be i'm good you know we're, we're recording this right now because i'm actually running out to a, a family holiday party a hanukkah party for my wife's family and i'm Literally just going to be wearing jeans and a flannel shirt with a t-shirt underneath. But it's, you know, stuff that fits right, stuff that looks presentable. It's not just raggedy stuff. So it's, you can be comfortable and still be presentable. Really well put. So we were talking a little bit before about gender roles. The next one we got up is kitchen. Kitchen work isn't just women's work. So here's what I mean by that. And I'm curious to hear Brad expand on this. Growing up in my family, the women cooked the meals, the women cleaned afterwards, the women laid out dessert, the women cleaned up after dessert, the women took care of the kids, and the men, for the most part, didn't do a whole hell of a lot. I mean, I can remember my dad, you know, like lifting the turkey out of the oven because it was too heavy for my mom or, or stuff like that. Or my grandfather, you know, running downstairs to get a couple more bottles of booze that were shoved away into a closet somewhere, or something, you know. But in general, th they didn't help. Um, I, I don't find that to be an appropriate measure. You know, as men, we can cook. Absolutely. I love to cook. I'm, I'm happy to help out in the holidays. You know, and this is actually something we'll probably get into in another episode is as men, you should have those, those what I'll call domestic skill sets for a lot of different reasons, but don't be afraid to help out. 
you walk into somebody's house or you having people over your house, help prep the food, help prep the appetizers, pour the drinks, help clean up, help clear the table. You want to win a lot of brownie points? Grab a couple of the other the other men and look at the women and say, we got the dishes. It's not hard to do dishes and you will win a ton of brownie points by just saying, we got this covered. Don't worry about it. You guys go sit down, have a glass of wine or whatever it is. Relax, chill out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's an even trade. You know, we, we can help out in those situations. It's not demeaning. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, unmasculine, unmasculine or anything like that. It's, it's helping out in a family function. You nail it. That's really what it is. Be willing to cook, be willing to help prepare food, be willing to set placemats, set down silverware, pour drinks, doing those things. The kitchen is not just a place for a woman, right? Like, as, as Dan said, I know Dan enjoys cooking quite a bit. I've really taken to loving using a Traeger this year, so I've wanted to cook a whole lot. I've got this cast iron skillet that I've just fallen in love with. Realize that I enjoy it. Women need to know that you enjoy that as well. Make your, make your presence known inside of a kitchen, and you will get all the brownie points in the world. One of the most frustrating things for me after any holiday function with some of uh, some family is when all the guys, after the meal, they leave all their crap on the table. They go migrate over to the couch. They all either sit on their phones or they're talking to each other about who the hell knows what. It frustrates me. I can't tell you how many times when I'm with my wife's family, and I apologize if she listens to this, <laughs> she, this message, I hope it comes across the right way, that I'm the only man helping to clean up. I'm, I'm willing to throw this crap away. I'm willing to put stuff in the sink. I'm willing to put stuff away. Be that guy. Because not only is that going to mean a lot to the women in your life, it's going to mean a lot to your wife. It's going to mean a lot to your mom, your mother-in-law, your sisters-in-law, your sisters, whomever. It's also going to mean a lot to your kids. If your kids see you as a man sitting there saying, I don't need to sit on the couch and do nothing. It's not up to mom to clean everything up. Dad can pull his weight too. It's going to send a very powerful message to them that's going to carry forward for the rest of their lives. That is a huge message right there, that last part that you mentioned about the kids. Everything that we're talking about here is about setting an example. And, you know, we talked about brownie points with this last one with, you know, the, the kitchen isn't just uh, the woman's domain, et cetera. Yes, you're going to get brownie points on that one. And we're not doing it for that. We're doing all these things because they're the right things to do. Yes. And they present they present us as men in the right light. And we have a certain expectations of ourselves to show up the right way. That being said, by showing up the right way, we are setting the expectations for our sons because they see us doing all of these things on how they're supposed to act. And we're setting the expectation for our daughters on how the future men in their lives are supposed to act. So you want your daughter to date a good guy? Be a good guy. Yeah. And set that example. Yeah. Show her what it's like and how men are supposed to act. You want her to date a scumbag? Act like a scumbag. Now. Do you wear a hat at the table? Are you a scumbag? Probably pushing it a little bit. But <laughs> you guys understand what I'm getting at here is that your actions have a direct effect on how your sons are going to act as men and what your daughters are going to see as an appropriate action for a man in their life. My kids are young. They, they see everything I do. Everything. Every time I pull out my phone and look at it when I should be talking to them, they take note of that. And every once in a while, you hear that come out in their comments. Say, hey, dad's always on his phone. Or if I'm somebody who doesn't help out with cleaning up after dinner and I just go sit on the couch, they take note of these things. Kids notice. Kids take note and kids emulate. 
that's one thing that's so easily lost on us is how much our kids emulate us. They look to us for everything, whether we like it or not. And the example that we set for them, that's going to carry through. Be the man who's willing to cook. Be the man who's willing to help. Be the man who's willing to take some of the load off of your mother-in-law so that she can go enjoy some time with her daughters. Whatever that looks like. Be that man. Just do it. Probably one of the best holiday gifts you can give the women in your life. Yeah. is It's a very stressful time of year. I know for my wife, she's planning... She plans all the events with her family. She coordinates when we go up and visit with my family, you know, where we're staying, who's doing what and all this. They got a lot on their plate. The more that you can take off, even if it's this little stuff of, you know, making sure that they eat, making sure that people wait for them, making sure that, you know, they don't have to cook and clean everything. Those are little things that we can do to help ease the burden in the holidays for them. Yeah, because as much as they 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 put on the pretty face and and say that they love the holidays and they love the family, whatever, it is stressful for them. I'm glad you mentioned that because most women they really women like to present. Women like to, I mean, again, gender stereotypes, but at the same time, most women like to show up and make sure that whatever they bring to a holiday function looks good, tastes good, everybody enjoys it. They put a lot of pressure on themselves for these things constantly. They carry all that stress. So, Dan, that's an awesome point. Be willing to help them out. Be willing to take some of that burden off their shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. So the last suggestion or or tip that we have for you guys is a little more wide-ranging, I'll say. When we get together with family, invariably you have people who have differences of opinion, be that political or otherwise, and invariably... Uncle Joe is going to have a couple too many drinks and he's going to start to tell you what's wrong with the world and you're going to disagree <laughs> with him. And that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. I know it is in my house. We've got people from both sides of the political party who are very, very firmly set in their ways. And um, you know, it can get ugly quick if people don't respect each other. So the tip here is to stand your ground. Don't be a pushover, but do it in a polite way and know when it's not worth it. You respect somebody else's opinion. I'll just say this. You know, I tend to lean, lean on the conservative side. My father-in-law does not. He, he's definitely more on the liberal side. Um, we can have conversations, and we've also both gotten to the point where we look at each other and go, you know what? We are not going to change each other's mind, so let's talk about the football game because it's just it's not worth – You know, that conversation was either going to completely devolve into an argument and name-calling and – saying things about each other and, you know, how stupid are you that you think this or how dumb are you that you think that? What, what value does that bring? It makes everyone uncomfortable. It, it, it doesn't change anyone's mind. So keep the conversation within reason. And if you find it going somewhere, walk away from it. Yeah. Politely just excuse yourself. You're not going to win an argument with family members. <laughs> Even if you win, you lose. Like it's, is it worth, is it worth the fight? Is it worth digging your heels and arguing it out? No, but to Dan's point, you need to be willing to stand your ground. Don't be a pushover, but you have to know when to stop. You have to know your limits and you need to know when to shut up. That's something that I'm learning constantly is this concept of shutting up. If there's something that I have a brother-in-law who's kind of a little bit of a know-it-all great guy, absolutely know-it-all. You know what happens when he starts becoming a little bit of a nodal? I realize that I am too. So it's just having the self-awareness to recognize it's not worth fighting against him to win, to prove that you're smarter or more capable or whatever. 
sometimes it's okay to concede. Say, here's what I believe, but okay, you might be right. Leave it at that. That requires some humility. It's for the peace of the of everyone gathered too. Because yeah. it's just it's really not worth blowing it. Yeah, right like you said, you may win the argument, but you're gonna lose the war. I, I could sit there and have the argument, like I said, with my father in law and give him seventeen different reasons why I'm right and he's wrong. And at the end of the day, what does that really accomplish? Yeah. You know, he's still gonna go about his life the way he goes about his life. I'm still gonna go about my life the way I go about my life. We're still gonna have common interests and common concerns in life you know being my wife and my kids and and you know the family and all it's going to do is drive a wedge between us when there really doesn't need to be we live in a world especially in this country where we are free to have our own opinions and as long as they don't hurt anyone it doesn't matter what they are have your opinion be respectful about it stand your ground and, and you know don't let people push you around and if you get to the point where people continue to just nudge and nudge and nudge even though you're trying to walk away remove yourself from the situation up to and including leaving the event. I, I unfortunately have had to do that once or twice, which is really frustrating, but I will not engage in those kind of arguments, especially in front of kids, when there's no value to being in them, let alone trying to win them. Think of you know, just like you said, think of how a kid is going to respond to that. Think of how your kids are going to respond to that. And also this whole concept of feeling like you have to win. Yeah, you might walk away from an argument saying, Oh, I got him. What's he thinking? <laughs> He's not thinking, oh, he got me. He's just thinking, oh, he's a dick. Is that really what you want in these sort of settings? And this is a pretty good lesson just for life in general. How many arguments have we gotten in about politics or about religion or about sports? I can't tell you how many arguments I've had about sports. <laughs> to what end? It's not worth it, right? Yes, there is objective truth. Yes, you have very firm opinions and you need to stick to those opinions and you need to stick to your beliefs. But at the expense of others and especially at the expense of your family, it just ain't worth it. Yep, hundred percent agree. So, I mean, that's it. That, that's five kind of tips here to get through the holidays as efficiently and effectively as possible. It was just go back over them, right? Men eat last. You wait for everyone to eat. You show up dressed appropriately. No hats at the table was what we wrote down. Uh, the kitchen isn't just where women's work takes place. And stand your ground, but be polite. Those are five simple tips where you can just kind of come in and make a less stressful event for everyone and yourself during the holidays. Pretty quick one today, Brad. Appreciate it. It was a good conversation. Always. I'm actually really curious if the guys have any other tips for us. So if you do, make sure you hit us up on social media. You can find links to all of our social media and the show notes for this and all of our other episodes on untamingmasculinity.com. The other thing is, if you found value in this or any of our other episodes, please visit your podcast player and leave us a review and a rating. Those go a long way towards helping us spread the word. We've done, we've seen a lot of growth lately in the podcast and we want to continue that. We want to get the word out to as many guys as possible. So please, please leave us ratings and reviews and, and help us spread the word there. Also share us on, on social media wherever you can. And finally, make sure you come back next week. We have three great interviews lined up. And more to come, but the, there's definitely three in the hopper right now that I'm really excited for, really excited to share with you guys. I know Brad's shaking his head. Yes, he's, he's excited with some of these guys too. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And, you know, make sure that your holidays are as calm and as peaceful as possible. Yeah. Can't wait to hear some of your Clark Griswold stories come through the holidays. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. We look forward to talking to you next week. And until then, we'll leave you with just one question. What are you doing to untame your masculinity? 